Well, we have Mob Rich in the Zoom house. So I don't know if I should be calling you Connor or reincarnation of Chris Cornell. Reincarnation of Chris Cornell. That's what I go by legally now. <laughs> yeah, I saw your Pinterest. And like before you even share that on Mob Rich socials, I was like, he looks so much like Chris Cornell. And then you posted that. I was like, yes, Pinterest agrees with me. He's one of my all-time favorite singers and, you know, rest in peace. Like, I, I love his voice and his music so much. And yeah. We've kind of been this pandemic for like almost over a year now. So have you guys been quarantined together or no? No. So we no. live separately. We both live with our girlfriends. We live close to each other, though like geographically close which is nice so we still um i think everybody especially you know depending on where you are in the country obviously restrictions are different here in la they've been pretty strict for a while but i think most people have their little hub of people that they'll see and everybody will stay safe and try to get tested on a regular basis you know i think obviously being in a band there was some necessity to like still be able to see each other and make music and content so we try to do that but it's helped living close to each other we did live with each other for a small amount of time and thank god we don't anymore i think we're both so (laughs) (laughs) let's just say i'm a dishes done guy and max will do the dishes later guy that's not true anymore i'm a (laughs) in time i might leave like a dish in the sink for a little bit but you know Connor is just like, I'm neat. Connor's OCD. Like, that's the difference. I think there's like a degree of separation. Like, I'm pretty clean, but Connor's just like that extra little bit. Definitely. Yeah. For our listeners out there, um, if you could paint a picture, you two met at an open mic through a mutual mm-hmm. friend. So can you tell us that moment and how it progressed to you guys discovering you guys are each other's Yoko Ono? Really what happened was we met each other. I had a friend from Indiana that I had known and she was friends with Connor and, and one of his friends and we just saw each other at an open mic we heard each other play I think we both did a little bit of posturing and we're like oh I'm too cool for this guy and he's like I'm too cool for this guy pretty you much know? young and in LA which yeah, you do is first you don't talk to him yeah and then you slyly walk over and make a joke and see if he laughs but for us we're also just like too goofy to keep that ruse up for too long so then we started hanging out and we realized like, all right, we're pretty much, we're very similar in a lot of ways. Like we're very goofy. We have a, both have a dark sense of humor. We both love similar types of music. And so then, you know, because Connor was writing for other people at the time and was kind of getting burnt out on that, he had brought up the idea of just kind of writing for fun. And I was like, yeah, I don't got anything going on. I'm slanging pizzas at CPK. What else am I going to do? Uh, we wrote a couple songs and it turned out to be not the worst songs in the world and that kind of progressed to us taking the idea of the project like seriously and um just kind of one thing organically led to the next one day we looked in each other's eyes and we realized you're my yoko and omuse so you know we said those words to each other and then (laughs) if you guys were not there at the open mic do you think that fates would have lined and you guys would have met eventually i would say yes only in the sense of like when he and i were in la right like as long as we were both there, yes, I think it would have been inevitable. As long as we were both, you know, seriously pursuing music, and just pretty much the people in our age group that are seriously pursuing music all kind of hang out in the same few areas at least once a month, you know. So you start to meet everybody. You start to realize it's there is a community. It's a lot larger than a lot of other cities, but it's here, and it it takes a minute to like 
feel at home, but then you realize it's just a big city. You'll see these people over and over again, and maybe you, you haven't even come up on their radar yet, but inevitably it'll happen. Also, and, considering the fact that I was very seriously stalking Connor at the time, I think it'd be <laughs> that we would have seen each other at some point. He would have seen me creeping in his bushes, or maybe when I snuck into his house to sniff his hair at night. I mean, <laughs> we're just now tuning in. This is yeah. real news. <laughs> stick around so the reason why i bring that whole fate idea was because i love your tweet that you posted because you say nine out of ten you can't beat fate (laughs) yeah you know you talk about yoko ono like it's a song about like your muse you know who fits your puzzle and stuff like that and it fit perfectly with the netflix hit show atypical and i'm just curious Mm -hmm. where else would you like to see and hear your music oh man that's a good question. I was going to say, I would love for it to be in the show Riverdale. If, if we could just somehow get a, one of our songs in Riverdale. I'm going to put it out there to the universe. And maybe and we'll see what happens. That or I would love it also to be the intro song for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah, like instead of having the da-da-da, just have like a every time. People would be like, this is weird. But in all seriousness, I think like for us, having our song anywhere where it's promoting like a really good like wholesome like loving yeah like a scene is so like is so nice and such a pivotal scene in the show too which is cool so it's like anytime we see our music and things like that it's really cool i could imagine you guys being an actual guest of who wants to be a millionaire and you're just like phoning your friend like (laughs) it'll be each other phone each other yeah one of my favorite songs from you guys is friends featuring bishop briggs yeah. And I have to ask, have you guys ever been in the friend zone and how did you get out? Or if you did get out? I remember like, it's so funny. The friend zone is such an interesting like idea, you know, cause like, is there anything really actually true? Like as the friend zone, like sometimes someone just doesn't like you and like you're their friend, you know? So it's like, it's an interesting like topic in general, but I do remember in, uh, in high school, I was madly in love with this girl in my French class, like head over heels for this girl. And she was so nice to me, but like, she didn't like me like that. And you could tell she lived down the street from me. So she would give me rides home from school. And I would cherish that 10 minutes in the car. Like it was everything to me in, at that time in my life. And I never got out of the quote unquote friend zone. But I do remember like the feeling of really being infatuated with someone and either not knowing or knowing that there's a good chance they don't feel the same way about you is a gut wrenching yeah. feeling. It is like it hits you where it hurts. It's not quite unrequited love because it's not even to that point yet. Your friend, you're madly in love with your friend and they don't know this yet. And you don't know how your friend feels about you. Yeah. And you want to take this relationship and, and make it an actual, like, you know, romantic relationship and you don't know how to do that. Yeah, and the uncertainty and kind of like the the anxieties that come with that, you know? And that's something that we all experience. But when we wrote that song, Bishop came in very strongly with that idea because it was the first time we'd ever met Bishop. She came in full speed with like, I think we should write a song like this. And we were like, great. We love it when someone comes in with like, got that image in my mind. And, and we all really very quickly kind of circled around that idea. We wrote that song in like literally 30 minutes, which was crazy. And we were like, okay, cool. <laughs> Good to meet you. <laughs> yeah, it was such a great collaboration. And it reminded me like, because I remember MTV would do those dating shows and there was one called Friend Zone. But like, I don't know if you yeah. ever watched those, like the Date My Mom and Parental Control. Next. 
Do you remember Next? Yes, Next. That one Room was Raiders. so crazy. I wasn't a big MTV kid growing up for whatever reason. It has so changed from like how it originally started from the 80s where it was really all about music to now it went from, like I said, like the whole dating show to reality show. It's like, I don't even know what MTV is nowadays. It's more of like a lifestyle brand page. I don't know. It's just like, because it it really has nothing to do with music. Like on occasion, there will be things about musicians or shows that have something to do with the real life of a musician or the wife of a famous musician but rarely is it like yeah music videos i remember like waking up in the morning and then going to the mtv2 channel so i could watch music videos okay so i'm gonna segue here because you mentioned how like mtv's kind of become a lifestyle and i know that you went from moby rich to mob rich and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna quote your post that you did Mob Rich is the phoenix rising from the ashes that were never there. It's a lifestyle, a vibe, a smell, a whisper. That is very deep philosophical statement. <laughs> when we did that, we were just trying to figure out what's the best way to segue into this new name and give people the understanding that, you know, we were Moby Rich. Yeah, we were that. But we are no longer Moby Rich. We're Mob Rich. We're here to stay. That's what it is. Phoenix rising from the ashes, you know, and us being our goofy selves kind of wrote that up. And I was like, that's great. That's fantastic. The old name was a, a poke at, you know, Moby Dick, you know, like the idea, the whole concept was that we wanted to do a band name that was pretty much almost like a play on names that people would find interesting. So we were like, what about if we named it after a famous book? Moby Dick came to mind. I was like, okay, how can we play with that? Okay, Moby Rich. But again, there was always a connotation to something else. Whereas now it feels much more singular and unique and true to who we are. And, and the term mob rich even is like, it has a, to me, it feels like, especially with the time that we're in now, it feels like this youth rising kind of thing, a coming of age of a generation that is finally coming around and realizing that take things into our own, own hands. And part of that inspiration is, you know, hanging out with, friends of ours like Jordan you know grandson and the way that he talks about politics and and the world that we live in today is so inspiring and and like Maxwell said we're very joking people so it's nice to have a name that maybe hints more towards our serious side which is something that we have to kind of remind ourselves and our fans of on occasion they're like hey we're we're serious too I like that you said that Mob Rich's music is like it's a youth rising it's a coming of age because when I listen to your music I totally feel a sense of free spiritness you know it's living at the moment type music it's music for the outcast so and you posted that in December and I don't know if you ever looked up the origin of New Year's but the whole thing is that New Year's has two faces one is looking backwards the other one's looking forward so to me it sounds like you guys were kind of already planning your new beginnings yeah I think almost subconsciously like the music that we're planning to release this year is a new chapter for us sonically some of the things that we're talking about with having the new name it kind of all just solidified it like okay we you know we were Moby Rich we released these songs under Moby Rich and that was a part of our our history and will be part of our our story but now 
we're moving into this new year. I mean, obviously this year has been crazy. 2020 was crazy. We've got some new things to say. And um, like even this new song that's dropping sonically a new side to us, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So. so you're saying that this is going to be a new chapter, new music, new visuals, as I saw on your tweet. Mm-hmm. But w- what else can we expect from Mob Ridge? We're just going to continuously try to put out as much content and as much new music as we can for the fans. Try to get some new people on, on the Mob Ridge fan page you know sign up we'll send you our socks so yeah i mean we just have a lot of stuff that we're trying to do and we're excited for this year for sure we want to continue a trend of being able to extend a like a solid foundation for our fans because like i think music fans deserve that right now like there's just so much uncertainty in the world and it's like the one thing that we have as human beings right now is music and we want to put out as much music as we humanly can and financially affordably you know of course but we want to get it all out there and we're excited for people to hear it yeah we need music right now more than ever uh music Mm -hmm. heals now i want to go back to your visuals uh because i think the most like visuals that really stood out to me the most was your sabotage video and Mm. I know that you guys were like up in the air suspended really high and you only had like four latches like holding on the car would you guys do more riskier videos absolutely (laughs) we've come up with some really crazy ideas like the guy that did that video Scotty Cameron shout out Scotty Cameron um he's a maniac and he's just come up with some really interesting ideas like he did the yoko ono the sabotage and the loser video and he's always coming up with just these like kind of wild quirky video ideas that one was by far the most like physical risk but every single one that he's done with us has always been like an experience in a different new way and we had an idea of setting ourselves on fire for one video coming soon okay (laughs) (laughs) down to like the right song the everything coming together and our managers not talking us out of it to not let's light ourselves on fire but yeah we do all our own stunts okay tom cruise doing your own stunts I know you released the songs you wish you wrote. So what are some other songs like you wish Mobridge would have wrote? All of them. Stairway um, to Heaven. I'm a huge fan of Boney Vare. And so like there are some Boney Vare songs that I'm, I really wish I would have had the brain to come up with. Like 715 Creeks is an amazing song to me. And, and there's just like some, some more experimental stuff that like, I don't know how you get there, but that's pretty amazing. Never going to give you up. <laughs> oh yeah, well then we wouldn't be calling it Rick Roll. We'll be calling it Mob Ritual. Yeah, Mob Ritual. We could Mob Ritual everybody like at our own shows. That'd be pretty dope. Low key, that would actually be awesome if we like started this big build up, like we're about to come in and then right at the drop, it's like goes into that for like three seconds and then goes straight back into the actual drop. What's the Natasha Bedingfield song? Uh, the one that- Unwritten? Unwritten, great song. Honestly, all the Avril Lavigne songs, all bangers. I saw a video of all of her hits the other day and I was like, wow, she has so many hits. Uh, Crash Into Me by Dave Matthews and Ants Marching by Dave Matthews. <laughs> Anything by Creed? Anything by Nickelback. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm glad someone spoke up, you know, for Creed. Creed's Creed great, and Nickelback. Creed back they, they both get a ton of hate. They're yeah. great bands. They're those yeah. bands that's easy to hate because everybody hates them. They're super talented. You guys have made me laugh so much. Uh, you guys say that you guys are goofy guys. Who are your like favorite comedians? Oh, that's a good Jim question. Curry. I love Bill Burr. 
Oh, Will Ferrell. We love Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. We love Tim and Eric. We love these guys. Auntie Donna. They're really funny. Kirby um, Enthusiasm. Kirby Enthusiasm. Larry, Larry David. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, shows are easier to say, like, our type of humor. Yeah. But, like, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, The Office. There's so many good comedians right now, too. Because, like, with social media, I feel like it took comedy to another level. Same with music and everything. But just, mm-hmm. like, the ability to get, like, your, your comedy out there into the world. Whereas, like, before you had to do shows and you had to, like, have a special and all this stuff. And... I found so many people like just on TikTok. There's so many people on TikTok that are like incredible, quote unquote, not comedians, but they're so funny. So, well, I just want to thank you, Mobridge. Thank you, Maxwell and Connor, for our time. No problem. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Can't wait for the new music.